Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And, uh, by the way, I had a question that came in from Mark, great listener of ours, that said uh, he's got 950 16.5 tires. He wants to go with a little different tire but can't find anything to fit the 16.5. No, you won't. In fact, in that case, Mark, I just emailed you back. But in that case, just go find a set of 16-inch wheels. There's plenty of them out there all over the place to use. Just buy a set of used 16-inch wheels and then find 16-inch tires for it. And away you go, because the 16.5s have been being phased out now for 25 years yeah. or more, uh, maybe even 30 now. Yep. Uh, so it's been that long, and there's really not that many 16.5s left. There's a few trailers running around that still run 16.5s, but you just switch it over to 16s and be done with it. So, Eric, thanks for hanging on. What, what do you got on tires? So a couple thoughts on tires. I just uh, Back in March, I bought these Michelin Cross Climates for my wife's Buick. And they're a really weird tread pattern, but she said the other day that when it was cold and a little drizzly when she was leaving, that she said, wow, those were nice. And her little Buick's just a front-wheel drive. Hmm. Um, so and they're really – and I've talked to some guys who've run them on, on some Audis and said that they were really, really happy with them. But you and know, wait, the and Real quick, just, is, so I, just so I can put this in my notes for uh, producer Ann, what tire is it again, Eric? It's Michelin Cross Climate. Oh, I see him. Oh. Okay. Yep. Got him. Okay. Um, anyhow, you know, the tire shortages are hitting all classes of vehicles. They We're sure are. having problems even for the semis yep. getting, you know, the, the normal stuff. But if you want the knockoff brands, those are hitting the shore and hitting the warehouses regularly. That's what I've been running back and forth to Salt Lake for one of our tire customers. These containers came in okay. and it's, it's uh, the tires are a knockoff of they're a chinese tire i forget what they're a knockoff of but that's what they're getting and in some cases these guys are saying hey we ordered our regular tires in january wow and we haven't seen it and they're amazing some of them aren't here no you know eric right now i mean again i i am i'm like i'm like craig i mean if we can buy you know from the u.s company and something that's built in the u.s by all means do so but right now when it comes to tires it really, in some cases, is going to just come down to what is available and what can you put on. Because as, as I said earlier, you know, a new set of anything is better than an old worn-out set of I don't care what brand it is. Well, yeah, I mean, the, we usually, my boss usually puts Michelins or Bridgestones on the semis, and our tire guy told him, he says, I can't get what you want. He says, but I've got these. He says, that's going to be the best that I can get you. He says, they're going to be cheaper, maybe, maybe not. He says, you know, hopefully come next year because we usually get about one hundred fifty thousand out of a set of drives. And he says, maybe come the following winter, you know, I'll have them. He says, but he says that's just the way this is. And in some cases, we've had some of this stuff on order for eight nine months. He says, and wow. 
And he says even some of the, the on the domestic side, even the U.S. brands are having a hard time meeting the demand. Yeah, because they have supply issues as well as we talked, you know, in the last yeah. hour, even getting, you know, the rubber to build the tires. And they're, you know, they have staffing issues as well and on and on we go. So, you know, again, right now, this is one of those situations where, you know, you're, you're better to have something than nothing. So, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't pass up buying something just because it doesn't have that made, you know, and I know this is coming from me, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm wavering a little bit here, but just because it doesn't say made in the USA, now if you have the choice, of course, I'd buy a made in USA tire, you know, over anything else all day long, especially, you know, with some of the Chinese brands. But Eric, when we're in a situation like we are right now, you kind of got to just run what you brung and you don't have much choice. Yeah, actually, you know, I emailed you about something else yesterday, but I'm, I'll shoot you an email later on today regarding a supply chain thing that you might find rather I, I, that would be awesome i would appreciate about. that no that'd be great i'd appreciate that thanks eric okay appreciate it man lines open 303-477-5600 303-477-5600 the text line 307-200-8222 307-200-8222 so with that last hour we spent really talking about you know tires winter driving tips what do you need to have with you i was going to ask a lot of the guys that called in and i apologize i didn't you know, what do you need to have for especially a lot of these folks that have moved in from a warmer climate? You know, maybe they moved in because they love our climate. They want to ski. They want to do all these different things. That's all great, by the way. You know, welcome to Colorado. But there are certain things you should have all winter long with you. And, and I think in some cases all year long. But what are those items? We're looking for some of those answers. 303-477-5600. And producer Ann said one of the things you should have all the time, and I agree with her on this, Cash. Yeah. Cash. Because, you know, there are going to be some of those times where you end up someplace to do something, whether it's to pay a fine, which can happen, or you just need to buy something. And by the way, the credit card machine may be down or maybe they don't take credit cards and they're definitely not going to take a check in today's world. And yet you still need X, Y, Z and you ain't buying it unless you've got cash. There's why you need it. Exactly. So having cash is not a problem. I wanted to, before we go to our next call too, Josh, talk about the, the traction laws in Colorado because they've changed this year, even in the tire tread depth end of things. So talk about that. Yeah, the tread depth is now 3 sixteenths. Which is a lot. That's a lot. That's almost five millimeters. And so that's a big deal because I ran across it on a car I was looking at the other day and he does a lot of mountain driving. He's like, are these tires ready for it? I'm like, I went and measured them out and I doing a visual it looked like it was and i right. put the gauge on i was like no you've got to get tires now so it's a that's a big big deal if you're doing a lot of skiing or mountain driving and and that that what they call it the the traction law it's not a chain law but it kind of is because it works into the traction law but there is an i-70 actually it's statewide there is a traction law in effect now until the end of may right so and if it, you head up west you need to know what's going on prior to heading up Exactly. You know, and you have to have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. This is if you're not going to put the chains on. So that's... Best thing to do there is read up on that. We'll have that. We'll put some of that information. In fact, I'll have Josh text me that article. We'll put that up so that we've got all that information up on the website as well. We'll get into more of that as well because there's some changes there for a lot of you that are listening that maybe are just new to us. Uh, yes, there are things in Colorado when it comes to traction laws, and there's some hefty fines mm -hmm. and or the ability to not even pass down the highway if there's checkpoints, which they will run at times. So if you're not prepared... Don't head up. That's probably the best best answer I can give you. Exactly. Yeah, so, tired of all the roadblocks in the mountains. That's why they started doing it. So, Bill and Longmont, you're next, sir. Go ahead. 
Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have a 95 Escort, and it seems to be running okay. But after I got emissions, uh, a couple of days after I got emissions, it has a check engine light. And I guess that's the uh, uh, why I put a wire across the diagnostic link connectors things there and uh, turned the key on and was getting the flashes on the check engine light, you know. And as near as I can tell, the code is a 214 which says cylinder identification circuit failure. Uh, that's which I don't know what that would mean even. <laughs> said it was a 95 Escort? Yeah. Yeah, OBD, it seems to be running. OBD-1. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> I've forgotten yeah. more OBD-1 Old stuff. Old school than... and not a lot of information coming out of those. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just... And I it mean, passed emissions okay, Bill? Well, it, the light wasn't on when it... When I got the emissions, it came on afterwards, so I guess I don't have to worry about it for two years, but I just wondered if you had any ideas on what the heck uh, that would mean. It was, what was the code again? 232? 214. Two, uh, 214. 214. Yeah, it says cylinder identification circuit failure. Seems to be running fine. I guess I maybe shouldn't even worry about it at this time, but... I just kind of want to wonder what was going on with it. In that one, you may have to, you know, even though that's the code that it's given you through the flashing light, you may need to get an actual scan tool on it and see exactly, you know, what, what's what's going on. Is it actually reading that? You know, what kind of information is coming out of the computer and so on? And you can't tell that with the, the flashing light. You'd have to put a scan tool on it. And that's, again, that's OBD-1, so even a scan tool is not giving us as much information as we're getting now in a more modern vehicle. Yeah, the newer OB2s, they OB2, kind of really yeah. tell you what's going on, but this, these are kind of crude. <laughs> but uh, So I guess if it's running all right, should I just leave it alone? Or? Well, I mean, anytime a light's on, we know there's an issue, so I, I don't want to say just ignore it, but on the same token, OBD1, if it's still running okay, I think what I would do is watch it over the next few weeks and see what it does. Does it go back out? Does it continually stay on? If it does continue to stay on, then yes, I think it's something where you need to get it looked at and find out exactly what's going on. And, and you know, we go from there. But I don't know that I would, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it right now, given the fact it's still running okay. If it starts to flash, we have bigger issues. So at that point, yes, we want to get it fixed immediately. But if it, you know, again, I think I would just watch it over the next couple of weeks and see what it does, Bill. Yeah. Um, but what kind of scan tool would you get even to? You have to have, and Josh can, can talk about this, but you have to have one of the older OBD-1 scan tools to scan it. Yeah, the best. I mean, my newer snap-on stuff will do it, but when I work on OBD-1, I break out the brick. Yeah, you go back the old, to the old school. The old school snap-on yeah. brick is the best for any of the OBD-1 stuff. Right. So, okay, so I'd have to find a shop that could do it OB-1 then, huh? Yeah. That you would. Yep. Okay. So, all right, I just wonder if you had any ideas on that. Uh, but I could be reading the code wrong for that matter. They're well, kind of yeah, and, that, and that, that's tough. On those old ones with the lights flashing, it, yeah, it, it can be tough to read that. So, uh, again, watch it for the next couple of weeks. Let's see what it does, Bill. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you so much for calling. I do appreciate it. J.D. and Lone Tree, you're next. How are you guys doing today? Good, Good. sir. How are you? Uh, yeah, pretty darn good considering, uh, what's going on in the world these days. Um, heard, um, you talking about tires and I want to also chime in on the winter driving stuff, but 
I have two vehicles now that I can't garage. And is there anything in particular that you would recommend for keeping those tires in as good a shape as possible? Because obviously I can't drive two vehicles at once, so one sits for a while, and then I have a work truck and um, and just, you know, tire shine or... Is there something no. to protect the tires other than having to cover them cover up? Cover them. Yeah, you there, know, there like is no product. Any, any product you put on it to a large extent is is actually going to deteriorate and cause the rubber to, you know, cause the rubber more harm than good. So I wouldn't put anything on them. I mean, keep them good and clean. Getting the dirt out of them is, is one of the first things to do. So before putting it away, you know, get them all cleaned up. And by the way, the, the best way to clean these tires, uh, you can buy white wall cleaner and all sorts of stuff, but that spray dish soap, that comes in the blue jar. I can't remember the brand name, but you, you, it's really popular now when it comes to doing dishes. It's just a spray dish soap. Isn't that Dawn? Yeah, there it is. It's the, the Dawn right. spray. I, I should have known that. It's on, yeah. my, it's on my sink at home. But anyways, that, that blue Dawn spray, <laughs> believe it or not, J.D., for cleaning tires is some of the best product out there. So just clean them up really good with that and then cover them. I mean, they make covers, or you could take a, an old tarp and cover them with that or, or buy actual covers for them, however you want to do it. But keeping them covered and out of the sunlight is the best thing to do. All right, fantastic. Uh, as for our um, immigrants to Colorado, um, first thing, and you may have already said this, uh, four-wheel drive helps you go. It does not help you stop. True. Yeah, very true. And I can't tell you how many cars have just screamed by me. Yep, and you're you're right. They, I mean – the older four-wheel drives where you'd lock the hubs in and there was rolling resistance when it was in four-wheel drive, they did have some braking, you know, they did have some additional slowing capabilities because of everything I just said. But these new modern four-wheel drives that have viscous couplers in the T-case and even some of the smaller all-wheel drives that really are front-wheel drive with a rear axle connected, yeah, they, they, there is nothing that – there's no compression braking or anything – you know, slowing that vehicle down. So to your point, yeah, there, there is, you know, just because you can go doesn't mean you can stop. So, you know, one other thing too, real quick, I was just thinking, J.D., on the vehicles you're going to store, are you going to drive them at all during the winter or are you strictly just going to put them away and they're there for the rest of the winter? Uh, I'd like to put one of them away for the rest of the winter, um, that, you know, and then take the insurance off of it and, you know, save myself a few dollars that well, way. Well, you know, okay, so then the other question I guess I would have for you is, you know, do you have the ability to, you know, jack it up, put some, you know, jack stands and or some cinder blocks underneath it and just take the tires completely off of it and put them someplace inside warm? Because if so, they'd last it much longer if you can. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work, my friend. It is a lot of work. You got to jack the vehicle up and <laughs> yank the tires off and roll them inside. I mean, it is more work, and you're not going to move it around in the in the winter time. But it does keep the tires lasting because if they're inside climate controlled, they just last you know way longer than they do when they're outside in the cold. Just you know, just the temperature fluctuation up and down, up and down, up and down is deteriorating the rubber. Sure. No, that's a great idea. So if you've got um, the ability, and in the yeah. other thing I'm thinking is. You know, does it help you on the theft end of things if you're going to take insurance off of it? I mean, you know, taking wheels and tires off of it means no one's taking it anywhere. Yeah, it's not going to get very far, is it? No, they're not going anywhere with it. I mean, it's just one, you know, it's one of those things where thieves looking at it thinking, okay, I'm not going there. I'll, I'll go do something else. Now, if it's someplace where that's not an issue, then, you know, it doesn't matter anyways. But if it's someplace where it's, you know... There's some visibility and there's the, you know, the opportunity for somebody to steal it. You know, taking wheels and tires off is just one more theft deterrent. 
Yeah, great. And then idea. make sure you treat uh, make sure for, you treat the gas as well as you know. Oh yeah, very much so. Um, the um, as for things to keep in your car, um, some type of blanket, preferably a wool blanket. Yes. Um, and water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Seems like common sense. People don't think about drinking a lot of water when it's winter time. Um, but if you're stranded, you still, still need, need water. Yes, sure and do. The blanket helps with warmth, and it also, if you get a flat tire and it's slushy and crappy yeah. out, um, you can put the blanket down and, you know, and always keep an extra pair of gloves and clothing. Um, yep. And by the way, know, the other thing to do with all of that, stuff. and this, this is my recommendation, uh, also get a nice big black trash bag and everything you just talked about put in the trash bag. And the other thing about that is the trash bag can be used for all sorts of other things, including... Uh, kneeling on when you have that problem you just mm-hmm. mentioned a minute ago because now you've got something nice and dry to put down because that plastic of course you know you know keeps the water away from you and there's all sorts of other uses for that plastic bag you can cut it up and make all sorts of other uh, nifty things out of it if need be including using it Poncho, as rain protection you got yeah. it so having that big plastic yep. bag also helps outstanding guys keep up the good, good stuff work. jd as always weekend. man Appreciate it very much. Dell, JR, hang tight, guys. We're going to come right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. This month at Geno's Auto Service in Littleton, receive a new set of windshield wipers with any service over $50. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, so now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition. At Geno's, any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. This month only, take advantage of free windshield wipers with any service over $50 when you mention this ad on KLZ. For over 38 years, Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Be sure to check out Geno's excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886.
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. And real quick, Josh reminded me of something as well. Right now, I believe Costco, Sam's Club, both have the, you can buy like a case of hand warmers or foot warmers, and they're pretty inexpensive. I mean, that case, there's a bunch in there. There's tons. And they're great, A, to go to a ball game or something with, but they're also great to throw a couple packs of those in the car because if you ever had a problem and it's cold, those stinking things actually work really, really, really well. They do. Changing a tire on the side of the road, you know, your hands get cold. They're and you can nice go back to in, have. Warm them and up. And they don't take any space. If they go to they glove don't. box, they're so small. Yeah. So that's another great tip. So, Josh, thanks for that one, too, because, yeah, that's a, that's a great one to have. Uh, Dell in Westminster, you're next. What's going on, Dell? Uh, how you doing, John? As always, good. I'm, I'm, I am on the road a lot, and what I do is I've got two backpacks or two bug-out bags. One I have clothes in for the season, a change of clothes, and maybe an upgrade. And then the other backpack I have, like your hand warmers mm-hmm. and foot warmers. It's a great idea. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, I... real quick, Josh was mentioning this through the break as well. You know, a lot of us go to, you know, different trade shows and all sorts of things, and you always end up with some sort of a cheese ball duffel bag with some logo on it. To your point, yeah. Dell, that's the kind of stuff you just use where, you know, hey, you're not going to have that duffel bag running around every day, but, you know, just have something to contain the stuff in. It's cheap. It was yeah. free. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. What I do is I put, I picked up, some, you know, at the surplus and picked up them uh, meals you can put the hot water in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. MREs. MREs. Yeah. I've, yeah I mean, well, they're not MREs. They're a little better. They're better oh, are they? than the MREs. Oh, yeah, the okay. ones from and they make some like uh, old clam chowder and stuff like that. It's really good. Nice. And I I put about four of them in there for meals and a couple cans of sardines, and then a little portable, couple little portable stoves. One you can use fire on outside the vehicle, or one you can use propane on. Nice, that works. That's how I. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how I do it. And then when the weather changes in summer and winter, then I'll change the one bag to the season that I'm in. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So. Fabulous. Great tip. So. Yeah, that that's how I do it. So. Awesome, awesome, Dell. Thanks, man. As always, really appreciate it. Uh, Jr. in Denver, you're next. What's going on, Jr.? Hi, John. Hi. Uh, I have a forerunner, and last year and a half, I, I took it into the alignment, okay? And the I get it out. After a while, the steering wheel is, is not centered. So I took it back, and they centered it again, but it's happened again now. What, what, something they may tighten up or something? Well, uh, the steering wheel will, will not be centered. What vehicle, JR? Uh, 2010 forerunner. And it'll... it'll... It'll be in line for a while, and then it goes out? Huh? Yeah, yeah. No. And did they shake Moved. it down to make sure that, you know, everything's tight, ball joints and all that? 
The only thing on the yeah. forerunners that can usually cause that is they have caster and camber, what we call the eccentrics. They're bolts that kind of have a, a cam-shaped head on them. And maybe if those are loose, you hit a bump and they can actually, I've actually had a move. But usually the main thing is, is lower control arm bushings will actually get bad and, and uh, cause it to happen too. So I, mm. if they shook it all down, then I would take it back and make sure those eccentrics are tight. Because I have had seen where those are loose. And then you hit a little bump, and they're able to actually turn, and it'll take take the steering wheel and you know make it go off center. Well, when they alignment is concentric, is that something they have to adjust to? It would be something they, they would that. adjust, yeah, because on, especially on Toyotas, you're always adjusting those eccentrics because that gives you your caster and camber on it. On the lower control arms, they have a front eccentric and a back eccentric, and you adjust that to put in caster and camber on them. Um, maybe that wasn't tightened or something. It could be. Know, and the I other thing is if. They have a little guide that holds the eccentric into place, and a lot of times they get bent. So what we always do is, you know, go through and weld a little bead behind that guide so that they stay in place too. Well, you you weld the bead then, huh? Yeah, because they just it's a just basically almost a, a piece of stamped metal, you know, a quarter of an inch thick, and they just weld it onto the the where the lower control arm rides on there and. After a few years, you know, it kind of rots away. So we always put a bead behind it so that as we're adjusting it, the eccentric moves against it and does what it's supposed to do. Okay. Well, who in your, uh, uh, John, who in your uh, uh, shops have alignment besides Josh Boulder? Uh, where are you at in town? Denver. Say, oh, sorry, you broke up, Jerry. Say it again. I'm in East Denver. Uh, East Denver, I don't have anybody because Ken Rackley does not have an alignment machine, so you'll have to run over. Your closest will be Geno's uh, over there on the west side, which isn't that far from you, actually. Just, you know, head down, uh, uh, you know, head over to I-25 and, uh, you know, down, you know, the west side, uh, you know, head down Bellevue and go that direction. Yeah, I, I like Geno's. I've used them before. Oh, yeah, yeah and, they, and they can do all that. And, and, G- and Steve knows everything that Josh is talking about. Yeah, exactly. I like that because he has loaner cars, too, so that's that's convenient yeah they'll take care of you okay all right okay thanks a lot all though. right thank you okay. thank you jr appreciate it very much extreme by the way in parker but i think you can go closer to to gino's versus extreme but either one of those is fine bruno randy hang tight guys we'll come right back this is drive radio klz 560 hello drive radio listeners this is chris hammond with ken's and leslie distributing your local bg products distributor back again this week with your bg tech tip Someone asked me earlier this week if they really needed a diesel fuel additive for their new truck. The super simple answer is a resounding yes. But how should you know which one is right for your car, truck, or even tractor? Well, spend .69 seconds on Google and you will find over 1.3 million different diesel fuel additives. That's a lot. So, how in the world are you supposed to know which one is best? At BG Products, we break down diesel fuel additives to 10 main categories. These categories include fuel system cleaning, which means that the additive contains detergents that are effective in the removal of fuel system deposits while restoring the fuel economy and overall engine performance and will further improve the function of electronic sensors, catalytic converter, and other expensive fuel system hardware. Next, there is a pump lubricity agent provided in order to protect against the abrasive damage due to marginal fuel lubricating quality commonly present in ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel. 
Then there are fuel stabilizers to reduce fuel destabilization or breakdown and prolong fuel filter life, especially problematic in modern biofuel. Additionally, there are corrosion inhibitors, which reduce corrosion of the fuel system components and storage tanks by performing a protective film over the metal surface. Next, you need to look for a flow improver or a pore depressant, which will optimize fuel cold temperature performance and eliminate the need for expensive blends of number one and number two diesel fuel. Also, look for a cetane improver, which will improve the ease of cold starting and the overall fuel ignition quality. Some additives will include a de-icer, which will prevent entrained water from freezing. More advanced additives will include a high-pressure detergent to aid in preventing black fuel filter plugging and fuel injector deposits in high-pressure common rail systems. Lastly, some contain an emission system cleanup to help dissolve and remove hydrocarbon deposits, especially soot found in the DPF. Knowing all of this is difficult, even more problematic is very few diesel fuel products contain all of these elements. It is important to understand the diesel fuel additive that you select for your vehicle and ensure that it is the right product for the job. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. I heard about Novus Glass on John Rush's Rush to Reason radio show, and I know that John would not go with a company that he did not believe was a great company to work with. And so with him backing Novus Auto Glass, we felt confident that that was a good company. When I called them, I was looking for mobile service out to Albert County, and they were very accommodating. My insurance company initially told me that they were not a preferred provider with our insurance company, and they went above and beyond with doing a three-way call with my insurance company and got everything squared away to replace three windshields for us without any money out of our pocket except for our deductible. I can't think of another windshield replacement company that we've ever worked with that has been like Novus. I would call them every time now when we need a windshield replaced. KLZradio.com forward slash glass. Financial risk. You buy reliable auto insurance in part to protect yourself from financial loss in case you get in a wreck with large repair expenses for your own vehicle. But you also buy reliable auto insurance to protect yourself from lawsuits. Now, you might not think you make enough money to be at risk of getting sued, but you do have a teenager who drives your car. Let's pose a little scenario that we heard from a real KLZ listener. Your granddaughter is driving your car and gets in a major wreck. You do have auto insurance, but it's not enough coverage. You only have the state minimums. So the other person's insurance company comes after you personally for everything they can get. For years afterward, part of your paycheck goes towards paying someone else's bills. With the right coverage, this could have been avoided. Get the auto coverage you need from Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Call 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air listens to their customers. After every AC installation, the customer service team at Absolute calls the homeowners to thank them for their patronage. During the phone call, they also ask about the customer's experience with Absolute. 
The leadership team at Absolute takes customer feedback seriously, implementing company-wide changes based on the responses they receive. Just in the past couple of months, Absolute has hired their first team of boiler techs based on customer demand, so they may serve homeowners with non-traditional heating systems this winter. Normally, HVAC companies have a hard time finding boiler techs because boilers require a very specific skill set. Fortunately for Absolute, techs want to work for a company that listens. Thanks to their 800 Google reviews, averaging 4.9 stars out of 5, Absolute attracts some of the most experienced talent in the industry. Call the team that listens, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. This is Greg Bloom with Barber's Foods. Hey, one of the questions I get asked most often is, Greg, how do I get a restaurant-quality steak at home? Now, I do wish, sincerely, that each of you would buy your steaks from Barber's Foods at barbersfoods.com as we do sell some great quality Colorado-raised Angus steaks. But if you're going to shop at a retail store, to start with, never buy your steaks from the full-service meat counter because for a steak to be worth eating, it needs to be wet-aged or dry-aged for at least 14 to 21 days, just like they do at a restaurant. Now, steaks cut and displayed in a full-service meat case, they're not aged. And that's because retailers need shelf life. So they've been removed from their vacuum-sealed package and put out there for display. To know how to find a great restaurant-quality steak anywhere you go at any retail store, go to barbersfoods.com and click on the Videos tab to see a short video I made for you of what to look for when you buy steaks. Again, it's barbersfoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Bruno is next. Bruno, welcome. How are you? Well, I wish I would be doing better because my horse let me down on Wednesday night on the way to Cheyenne. It's um, a 99 Mercedes ML320. And first I thought it was just a flat tire. And then I went around. Everything was fine. And then I went up back on the road. Uh, it it had hardly had any power. From the six cylinders, maybe four were only working. So I went back we have 45 miles an hour back to uh, Laramie. Mm-hmm. Any idea, uh, any import shops you would recommend up here? Uh, or, any, or, or could you uh, maybe uh, tell me what shop uh, Warren uh, uses in Cheyenne? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I, Warren, for the, you know, for the most part, unless it's something light, his cousin owns a shop out in Gun Barrel, and he drives down there. So the reality is I don't think he uses too many people up in that that Cheyenne area. If anybody up in that Laramie area knows a good import shop, please call in, let us know, or even text us, and I can pass that along, 307-200-8222. But, you know, Bruno, I honestly, I don't know anybody up in Laramie at all. Well, it. The good part about it is it's never overheated. So that's good. That's the good part. And the, uh, and the uh, engine light was not flashing. So that's the good part. But so did you, just, else, did you leave it up there? Where are you at now? Uh, in, at home in, in Laramie. And for, I mean, I was lucky. I was still made it into the garage. Okay, good. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, good. But I. But I didn't make it. You know what? You know, Bruno, do this. Send, send me an email. I'll do some looking around, and I'm sure some folks will text me in with some some great options, and I'll find somebody for you. But send me an email. I can I can communicate directly with you that way. 
Okay, I appreciate it. All right, man. Appreciate it, Bruno. It's just, yeah, John at drive-radio.com. Okay, one more question. Sure. Could you do a little uh, uh, market search really quick? In the neighborhood, a guy has a 97 Ford F-250, a real good shape, 4x4 available, uh, club cab, uh, and with uh, five-speed in it. How much would that be on the market? Gas uh, or diesel? It's gas. Uh, The gas engine ones aren't bringing aren't bringing as much. I mean, those are going to go up in value as time goes by just because of what it is. But that truck on the gas end of it, I mean, is it in really good shape? I mean, is it a good condition vehicle? Yeah, uh, it, it was run by a welder, uh, and they didn't even use it for the welding shop. And he must have used it for his RV uh, uh, or life or whatever you want to call it. Okay. There's not a single dent in it, and the tires look even. What, what's he asking for, up. Bruno? Uh, I, I, I only saw it yesterday night. I still have to call him today. Um, but um, I just wanted to know that I have something to work with uh, when I when he drops the price on me. I mean, I mean it's because, pr- again, again, top of my head, I have to see the vehicle because it really varies a lot depending upon the condition of the vehicle, options, things along those lines. But that vehicle uh, would not be surprised if it brought 7500 bucks or so. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Just so I know how to replace it yep. with in case I yep. run into expensive engine work. Okay. Okay, I'll, Bruno. I'll appreciate it. Send me an email, and I'll get you some uh, info back uh, as soon as I possibly can there. Uh, Randy, you've been on the longest. What's going on, Randy? Hey, I'm calling you again about a vacuum leak that's eluding me. Yeah. Uh, in the last week, and it's a small one, uh, within the last week I had the uh, idle air control valve replaced. And I think just a couple of days ago, I had the map sensor replaced. Could could either of those contribute to it? Because I haven't really on the had heater, on the heater. You're talking about the on the your blend door is not staying right. It, it loses uh, vacuum and the yeah, heat goes so, away or whatever. Yeah, it's only when I'm going for a prolonged uphill when I level out, everything's perfect. Okay. Uh, but I'm just wondering, especially with the map, it has a little hose that goes right into the you know manifold. So could those have contributed to it? I haven't really tried the air or the heat because we're not. I don't really need the heat or the air right now to try it. But I'm just wondering. I mean, one has a vacuum line on it, which is good. There's no tears, no holes, no rips. It, could could there have been a factor in that since it's so small? Or is this a Ford or a Jeep? Jeep Cherokee. Oh, Jeep Cherokee. Ninety-nine Cherokee straight six. It's got the vacuum, you know, yeah, operated the, switch on the dash. And I so just on. can't find it without a smoker. I mean, I just it's. Someone's going to have to smoke it, probably. Yeah, that's probably what's going to have to be. Unless you want to, you know, put a vacuum gauge T in it. Um, so you should be a 99 Cherokee. You should have a vacuum bottle up under the right bumper, up in that right finger. Yeah, there, there's a, a ball under there. I, I pasted that with epoxy and uh, and hardener because I couldn't really, I didn't want to mess with taking that thing apart. So I just put some latex gloves on and pretty much pasted it in that. Okay. Uh so I'm hoping I got it. I got pretty good amount of it. Yeah, because that's what that's for is for the long hauls. You know, right. when you're under full throttle, you lose vacuum, and that's it's when just storage. The, yeah, and yeah. that excess storage on it, and that's where yep. I would that or you could put a vacuum gauge on it and you know try and run the vacuum yeah. gauge all the way into the cab and then put it under full load and actually see yeah, if, what the vacuum. If I don't have doing. the air or the heat, and I'm not going uphill, everything's fine. It's perfect. And I don't I mean, think I can it run would... the air, air and the heat flat, just not uphill. If you don't have like a code P0171 or 174, 
I doubt you yeah. have an issue with your map or anything like that because that's yeah. you know the codes you're going to get for it running lean and that if you have a vacuum leak those are usually the first two codes yeah. that come right up. I didn't have any check engine lights or anything. I changed those two for hoping they might contribute and also just untold miles. And they don't have them listed as a replacement item or maintenance item. Mm-hmm. But start talking 150, I've, I've googled it. That, you know they will fail on most cars. Yeah. So I I did it while. I did it on my time. Made the appointment. It was a nice day. Got it done. Rather than having the thing, you know, run like crap. Then it's two weeks to get into a shop. Got a tow, tow truck, depending on how bad your car's riding. But you don't think they would have... That probably didn't help me at all as far as the vacuum leak. No, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, I think you're just okay. going to have to smoke... Get somebody with a smoke machine and smoke that system out. Because, you know, all, all those right. little polyvinyl hoses, they'll have a little crack in it and... Yeah, it kind of runs all over the place on those. Does uh, Extreme do that? Do you know? Yes, they do. Do they, do, they have a sure. smoker? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I make it back there once in a while. Oh, yeah, so. yeah no, they can do that. All for right, sure. well, have a good weekend, you guys. You Thank bet, you. Randy. I appreciate it as well. Thank you very much. Uh, let me take one more call here before we go to break. I got one more break here to squeeze in. And uh, I actually I had another call on the line as well a moment ago. Call me back. We'll get you back up as soon as I go to break. 303-477-5600. Dan in Franktown, you're next. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, my son has a uh, 2013 uh, Denali, you know, the Suburban. Mm-hmm. I think it's a six-liter. Yep. He pulls a uh, pretty light trailer in the mountains. Uh, it's actually a snow machine trailer, and he puts a couple of uh, ATVs in it. And uh, I'm guessing it's probably around five, 6,000 pounds. I think the truck is rated for... Eight or nine thousand. It's got the factory uh, tool hitch on it and everything, and it just constantly overheats when it gets up there. He's really frustrated about it. He's flushed the radiator, uh, changed the thermostats, d- didn't do a thing. Now, I read some blogs where the GM was having a lot of problems with the Dex cool, uh, and uh, I wondered if that was a if you guys have any experience with that. Where I would go is the front of the radiator, between the condenser and the radiator. I had a lot of cars uh-huh. this summer that would only, you know, people towing horse trailers and all that, and that front uh-huh. of the radiator was just packed full of dirt, and that's what it is. There's no airflow across that radiator. So I bought a thing called a, a radiator comb. It's actually like an, mm-hmm. a blowgun, and right. you get in there, and you can just clean that radiator out, and it fixed a lot of cars this, this summer with that. He's done that. Uh, that was something I suggested, mm-hmm. and he's done that. It wasn't terribly uh, dirty or dusty. It's got about 137,000 miles on it, I believe. Short of that, it runs great. It gets great gas mileage for what it is. Uh, they're getting 17, 18 in town. They kind of live outside of town a little ways here in Parker. Uh, go to uh, They go to South Dakota a lot in it. They, they love it. they got three babies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but boy, he gets really frustrated when he's trying to, uh, pull that little light trailer up the mountains. And no but leaks I, or anything you know, like that? You guys haven't had, or had heard anything, because apparently there's some class action suits against General Motors with the deck school, and there are a lot of other guys. There he is, but had, they're, you know, no, honestly, they're not going anywhere, because the biggest problem with deck school is the lack of maintenance on the mm-hmm. customer's part. And letting the coolant get too low, I don't see those class action lawsuits 
you know, going anywhere because there's other coolants out there that actually are very similar to Dex Cool, and it's just the way that the industry has gone. I don't see those going anywhere. The problem with Dex Cool again is people let that. Uh, the, the problem with Dexcool is air in the system. If they let it get low and it gets air in the system, then it becomes acidic and it's a problem. But if it's if it's maintained properly and handled correctly, Dex, there's no problem with Dexcool whatsoever. Yeah, it works fine. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, my son is a is a maintenance freak like myself. I'm not as long sure. as he keeps it full with Dexcool, there's no reason to go away from it. The problems okay, we well, ever, we ever had with Dexcool, and again, this was a misconception yeah. even on the part of a. A lot of technicians, myself included, was we blamed the coolant. We didn't blame the lack of maintenance like we should have. If Dexcool is maintained properly and it's kept full, there's no issues with it. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you know, when he did flush it, and maybe that's the problem today, because when he did flush it, apparently doesn't have radiator drains on the vehicle. So he had to pull a hose. And, of course, it doesn't have a radiator cap on the uh, radiator. So maybe that is a problem. It's got air in it or something. Yeah, and figured. how would you get that out? Bleed it. Yeah, bleed it. Got to bleed it out. And and is there a way to do that? Or you get is there some method that you can uh, employ to bleed that? What we do with all the hard-to-bleed ones, we actually have a system that pulls the whole cooling system into vacuum. And then we fill uh-huh. it, and then it actually sucks the coolant right into the system, and that pulls all the air out. And then you're getting, you know, and some, and that's what we do on a lot of the Europeans and some of these cars. That's how we get them bled out. But that's about the only oh, way okay. on a few of these to get them really bled out. Does he? You why know, would they do that? I mean, why wouldn't they have a drain and a cap? I'm kind of old. They just don't because they're they're sealed. They don't they don't want anybody dinking with it mainly. And it's cost. If they oh, put yeah. a bleeder valve in it someplace, it costs some money. Yeah, it's for a dollar to put yeah, a bleeder in. You put 100,000 cars, it's $100,000 safe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And what about, well, have uh, you looked in the fan clutch on that, too? Because sometimes people don't realize it still has an old, I think that one still has an old, you know, belt-driven fan clutch on it. And those can stall question. out and not pull I air through. That's a good question. I don't know if it does or not, but I'll certainly check and uh, have him check it and I've I've had I've had to replace those on motorhomes my, mm-hmm. myself. Uh, you know, pretty critical on a motorhome, obviously heavy duty, big heavy motorhome. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a thought. Um, but uh, okay, well, I'll, it, I guess uh, Extreme Auto here in Parker would be able to do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they know all about that. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just have him run it down there and and. Uh, and do that because I we did the radiator thing. That was the first thought I had. Of course, he changed the thermostat, uh, etc. He bought the vehicle used, so I don't know what kind of maintenance it had. I think he's had it about three years, and I'm not sure what kind of maintenance it had prior to that. Okay. But he's real stickler for everything else. Good. You know. All right. Let us know how it goes, Dan. All I got to right, let thanks. you go. We'll run into the break. We'll be right back, guys. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are open, by the way. We can still squeeze a call in here before we go to the top of the hour break. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. Call us. I'll get you right on air uh, really quickly. Uh, it's that easy. All right. Winter driving tips that have been emailed in. Uh, somebody also said, uh, get about three or four boxes of breakfast bars. And then a couple rolls of, of course, toilet paper. Yes. Great idea. Yeah. You know, to- And by the way, not toilet paper just for the bathroom end of it, but toilet paper can be used for all sorts of things. You can start a fire with it. You can clean some stuff up with it. Uh, you can plug up, you know, holes. I mean, there's all sorts of things toilet paper works for. So, yeah, having a couple of rolls of that in the car, never a problem having that. And, and, and it works and it's cheaper than... Kleenex, and again, you can put that inside of a. You know, nice thing about toilet paper is you can let you can really squeeze it flat, mm-hmm. put it inside of a Ziploc baggie so it stays nice and dry. And typically, there's all sorts of cubby holes inside your car. You can shove that down in where you're not even taking any space up. So that's a really great thing to have. One thing too that we mentioned off air, we did not mention this on air, and I think people have gotten away from these just because of you know the fact that they are, or I shouldn't say are, they can be dangerous if used incorrectly. But if used properly, road flares are a really cheap, inexpensive thing. You know, you can buy a pack of five or six of those for 20 or 30 bucks. I mean, they are not super expensive. And having road flares, again, put those inside of some sort of a sealed plastic container where they, you know, you know Tupperware or whatever to where they don't get all nasty or, you know, a Ziploc baggie, you name it. I mean, there's all sorts of shapes and sizes of that stuff now. Or we talked earlier in um, 
earlier in the show too the uh that cellophane you know wrap you could also wrap those flares in some saran wrap i mean anything just keep them dried where they're just not getting all dorked up and I, I mean keep dry as in you don't want them deteriorating i mean a road flare will work underwater i mean i think people forget that once you strike them they're they're, they're going yeah. they're 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 and they're just they're a handy thing to have uh, a, if you're in a situation where you're, you're not quite off the road far enough and you want people to know you're there, that's what the design is for them. But you talk about something that will help start a fire and do all sorts of things along those lines. I mean, even, even scaring away animals and things like that. I mean, a road flare can be used for all sorts of things, even self-protection. Having three or four of those in the trunk of the car, not a bad thing. And why we've gotten away from them, I think mainly, Josh, just because there is some potential danger if used incorrectly but it's one of those items that honestly you can't hardly beat it yeah and the batteries don't go dead on it like the LED they do lights. not go dead no one of the one of the one of those items that you know having that in the trunk of your car it's it's always available so uh, dennis is up next dennis welcome how are you sir hey john uh, one thing i don't hear mentioned much is a coffee can or a one gallon plastic container full of sand playground sand yeah it's gotten me out of more uh, icy messes than I care to count. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. Or, you know, for those of you that aren't, don't have access to, you know, sand, which, by the way, is always readily available, but, you know, rock salt even, Dennis, same thing, same situation, works very well. Any, any grit that you can put down helps immensely. Right. The second item is go to the car store and trade your vehicle in on something that – you can drive in the snow. <laughs> you mean not a Camaro or a Mustang, Dennis? No, and as an added bonus, sometimes they will throw in a clue as to whether or not you should be out there in that snowstorm driving around when your vehicle is not meant for that. Well, what's the clue, Dennis? Whether or not you should be out there. <laughs> Uh, the, la- the last snowstorm we had, I'm not joking, uh, that big one we had back in uh, back in March, I literally saw somebody in a Camaro driving around. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, you talk about a car that should not be on the road right now, and that is it. Yeah, it seems like every time we get that big first snow, there's some guy in a Mustang from Florida trying Mustang, to get up. Mustang, Camaro, trying you know, to get Challenger. Yeah. I mean, it's like, no, guys, those are not meant for the – I don't care what tire you put on that car, not meant for what you're driving in. No. At all. You've got to use a priority system is the – experience that i'm going to go through in this blinding snowstorm slash blizzard worth me getting out into it what's the purpose yeah great point have a good day hey dennis as always i appreciate it and dennis would also attest to our road flare comment a moment ago i know enough about dennis's history to tell you that uh, i'm sure he's a guy that's used them in the past and it's again one of those items that for the expense, again, we're talking how can you do some things cheaply in the back of the car to always have and be with you and be safe on down the road. When you can buy, you know, six road flares for under under 20 bucks and throw those in the back of the car or in a couple of cars. I mean, you only need a couple. You don't mm-hmm. need six or eight in your trunk. A couple of road flares. If you've got issues beyond that, you've got big issues. Exactly. But road flares, I mean, again, not only for helping you with everything we've already talked about, but then on top of that, if, if there's a search and rescue team out looking for you, anything along those lines, I mean, that road flare at night in the dark 
it'll light up everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you you are going to be seen. Now, granted, they don't last forever, but if you hear voices and you strike a road flare, they're going to find you. That they will. It's that simple. So, all right, Jeff, hang tight. I know you got a question for us as well up in Montana or a comment. Hang tight. We'll come right back and take you right at the top of the hour. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.